When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. were looking to end their skid of losing five games in a row and looking to avoid the sweep from the Milwaukee Brewers, our NL Central opponent, the Bucks sent Luis Ortiz to the mound to take down the Brew Crew and we were underway with first pitch at 1.11 p.m. Milwaukee time. The top of the first inning was a breeze for Milwaukee pitcher Freddie Peralta as he got G. Juan Bay to fly out and two strikeouts from Brian Reynolds and Jack Sawinski. Now, in the bottom of the first, Luis Ortiz gave up a leadoff double to Christian Yelich. However, Ortiz came back to get Jesse Winker to ground out, and with a runner on third, with one out, he got Willie Adames to strike out and Rowdy Telez to fly out, which was really impressive and a great effort from Ortiz to stand that leadoff double. And that was only the first of many times where he's given up a leadoff hit or a leadoff walk, and he's gotten out of it. So it's really nice to see that incentive of getting out of the inning. Now we're still scoreless as we head to the top of the second. Leading off the inning, Carlos Santana got a double, his 350th double of his career. He now becomes only the 21st player from the Dominican Republic to reach that feat. Unfortunately, Connor Joe immediately popped up on a bunt attempt, and I say immediately, first pitch. It's a little frustrating. I would have rather seen him try to swing than bunt. But, however, with two outs, Jason DeLay, or pardon me, I'm getting a little too ahead of myself. Tuca Pizza Marcano drew a walk with one out, as well as Rodolfo Castro drawing a walk to load the bases. Now, however, with two outs, Jason DeLay, albeit a decent hitter, usually he struck out looking, straining three potential runs. That would eventually cost the Pirates later on in the game. Now, Jason DeLay is a great surprise of a catcher. Um, but we have been staring at strike three way too much. Uh, one of the best unwritten rules in baseball is if you go down, go down swinging. And we haven't been. And I think I would rather, if you put the ball in play or at least try to put the bat on the ball, if you hit it to someone, they're more likely to make an error if you don't hit it at all. Now, I would rather us see, I'd rather see us try to swing. I know Connor Joe has been notorious for not swinging at strike three, 
But I want us to be a little more strict in the batter's box, but like swinging at strike three or just at least attempting going down. Striking out swinging is much better than striking out looking. So unfortunately, that was really frustrating to see from delay. Um, now, to start the bottom of the second, William Contreras led off with a walk, but again, Ortiz provoked three straight outs to strand William. Another straight effort, and that was fantastic. Most of the times when a pitcher gets a leadoff guy on, you can start to see a little bit of nervousness or anxiety come in, and you can see them kind of throw all over the place. But to get three straight outs again after is so nice. Um, now, the third inning was the big inning for the Bucks. As Bay led off with a walk, and Brian Reynolds broke his homerless streak as he snuck a two-run bomb in the foul pole. Now, it's very awesome to see him get back into the home run column, and it's hopefully the start of a nice offensive breakout. For him, honestly, I need to see more of an offensive breakout from everyone. But it's now 2 to nothing, Buckos as we head to the bottom of the third. Now, the bottom of the third and the top of the fourth, there was no scoring, although the Brewers did get a couple of walks and some traffic on base, but they were stranded by Ortiz. The Pirates went down 1-2-3 in the fourth, but an impressive note is that Ortiz gave up another leadoff hit, this time a triple, in the fourth to William Contreras. But again, he got three straight outs of Owen Miller, Rymel Tapia, and Luis Arias to get out of it. Three times in the game already. That's pretty impressive. I know a lot of times even giving up the leadoff hit isn't great, but like to get out of it like that, especially a triple, there was a runner 90 feet away and you got three straight outs, and that's just fantastic. Again, nothing to note for the top of the fifth for the Bucks or the rest of the innings for that matter, as the two runs were all we got in the game. In the bottom of the fifth, Christian Yelich got a one-out double, which was followed by a Jesse Winker RBI single. It's now 2-1 to one Bucks. Kind of feel it slipping away. Willie Adames, however, grounded into a force out, and that was all for a tease, as with one out to go in the fifth, he was pulled and replaced by rookie Carmen Mlodzinski, who got Rowdy Tellez to line out. Now, for a second, can we talk about Carmen Majinski? He looks good. He had two scoreless and um, so far in his career, and he gave up only a home run to Joey Weimer. But um, he just looks fantastic. One of the top reliever prospects for the Pirates. He came up and debuted, and really excited to see but the scoring was minimal until the bottom of the eighth, where Dari Moreta unfortunately blew up. And I can't even blame the guy because they were giving him the Will Crow treatment. Um, starting with a walk to Winker from Angel Perdomo, Moreta came in and gave up another walk to Adames. As two runners on with no outs. Um, he did get Teles to fly out, but then gave up a game-tying RBI single to Contreras, now 2-2. Two to two. And, you know, you have that whole list of NL Central or, like, you know, the division, the specific hitters that are going to give you trouble in your division down the road. You know, Nolan Gorman, Tommy Edmond, um, Jonathan India, Nico Horner. Yeah, you can add William Contreras to that list. He's gotten everything against us, and he is just hitting the Pirates. So add him to that list. 
He then walked Owen Miller Moretta to put runners on first and second, which provoked Jarek Shelton to put David Bednar in. Now, with one out, Bednar gave up a long sacrifice fly to center field by Rommel Tapia. Now, I say long sacrifice fly because we all thought this was extra bases, at least clearing the bases. But Jihuan Bay, he has been fantastic in center field, and he made a marvelous catch-up out there to take away extra bases it was deep he was running back and sacrificed his body for that and honestly we don't talk about it enough but jack Solinsky's backup to be right there when bay was on the ground might have had two runners scoring because they might have both tagged up so jack Solinsky played a great backup role in that too now that unfortunately gave milwaukee the lead three to two and Bednar did give up an RBI single to Luis Urias to score two more for the Brewers, making it 5-2. to two. Now that's the final score as the Bucks got swept in back-to-back series, now losing six in a row. The Pirates' bullpen struggles continue, and with both Rob Zestrisny and Jose Hernandez on the injured list, we're just getting burnt out. And this was the one week we needed to win a majority of the games, and we lost everyone. And it's so frustrating because NL Central is such a winnable division both centrals al and nl and yeah we just got lost but we're only two and a half games out of um first place so realistically i'm not saying oh yeah we can play like that and make the playoffs but a hiccup in this division is not the same as a hiccup in the al east so that being said, I'm always been an optimist. That being said, uh, the NL Central is still up for grabs. Milwaukee's tough. Chicago's on a hot streak. Cincinnati's good. Cardinals are the Cardinals. We're going to play competitive baseball. And we're going to have to especially against teams in our division. And with Cincinnati calling up all their top prospects, they're a play-now type of team. And so we've got to be competitive. Um, Cincinnati is now ahead of us. They're a half game out of first. Brewers hold sole possession of first, and the Cubs are hot on our trail. They are four out of first. Now, Trevor Miguel got his first one of the season out of the bullpen. He's now 1-0 and with a 3.38 ERA. Moretta got a second loss, now 3-2 and two, with 2.53 ERM. And Devin Williams got his 12th save with a 190 ERA. Not much to say besides our bullpen is rough right now, and the offense is just absolutely putrid. And I said, maybe it's the Andy Haynes midseason form. But Luis Ortiz went 4-2 and two thirds, allowing four hits, one earned run, three walks, and six strikeouts. The Pirates are back home tonight where they take on the Chicago Cubs again. Ugh. I'm sick of them. But the first game of the series is tonight when Drew Smiley and rookie Isvaldo Beto face off on the mound. First pitch is at 7.05. We hit Drew Smiley a little bit beforehand, so hopefully we can continue this streak of, you know, hopefully we can wake up our offense. And Osvaldo Beto looked really good. This skinny, scrawny, 6'3", 175. Um... You know, he looked good. Hopefully he can continue his success. And I feel like now we just need the moment. We need to take this moment. 
it is happening, you guys. Henry Davis is officially a major leaguer. The Pirates haven't officially announced the roster move, but they have been tweeting some very interesting cryptic messages, and they've been tweeting that he's here, he's arrived in Pittsburgh, and he has a locker in the clubhouse. Now, hopefully he plays tomorrow because I'm going to go to the game. I'm going there um, as a little Father's Day gift from me for my dad. And I would honestly freak out if I watched Henry Davis debut. We kind of luck out a lot of the time. Sometimes we don't realize that some of the guys are debuting. We got to see G. Juan Bay's debut. Um, Austin Meadows we've watched debut. Um, it's just like... It would be so exciting, but you guys, you've got to stay tuned for the minor league pod this week because this is, we'll have a lot to talk about with, first of all, I was going to cover Carmen Majinski, um, getting the call up and there have been a lot of roster moves underneath anyway, but Henry Davis, Henry Davis is coming to the big leagues. Um, come and save us, Henry Davis. Um, But that's all I have for your morning buck of Joe. This has been Haley Ryan here on Talk the Plank. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod and myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's go Bucks. 